Hey there, it's your host Colin Weston and welcome to the Season 9 Recap Show. I would like to thank all of you for listening and joining us for our unrelenting quest to uncover the innovators who are creating the future of the game and golf industry. We are gearing up to launch Season 10 in mid-August and we are so excited to share more incredible conversations that I'll be having with some of the golf industry's top influencers. In the meantime, we wanted to recap our previous season by giving you a feel for the episodes that we published over the last couple of months. During Season 9, we heard some amazing stories from a diverse group of guests, including entrepreneurs like Martin Weyeth, founder and CEO of PowerTee, and Cobra Puma Golf VP of Innovation, Mike Yagley. In this wrap-up episode, I'm going to provide you with a short audio bite from each one so you can hear how truly inspiring all our guests are. If you like what you hear, please consider listening to the full episode conversation with that guest. I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor partners, Golf Genius Software and British Columbia Golf, for helping make the Mod Golf podcast happen. Without their support, I wouldn't be able to bring you these engaging stories from golf's brightest influencers and innovators. Are you a golf course owner struggling with the complexities of running tournaments? Do you want to spend less time running them while increasing revenue and profit margins? Our friends at Golf Genius Software have added a new digital scorecard option to the live scoring capabilities of its tournament management platform. So if you're in the golf course management business, I suggest you check them out at golfgenius.com to find out how they can help take your efforts to the next level. Kicking off Season 9 was my conversation with LPGA teaching professional Dr. Greta Anderson, founder of Dr. Greta Golf. To learn how she applies her PhD in higher learning and voracious curiosity to help students to understand the why that shapes their golf swing. Apart from the collateral damage of the pandemic itself, it was a great year from my perspective to focus on the client because golf served as an outlet, as a stress reliever for a new adventure when other adventures weren't available. It served as so many things for so many people last year that I really felt that it forced me to up my game. So this past season was one of my best ever. It was exciting to introduce so many people and to reintroduce so many people to golf. And for so many people who just decided, you know what, I've decided that golf is going to be my jam. I really want to get good at it and learn more about it beyond just hitting the ball. That's exciting to me. I love when people want to learn golf. I feel like a big part of my job is kind of like love connection. It's my job to help people fall in love with golf. Since our episode recording, Red and I have become good friends, which gave me the confidence to ask her to collaborate on something I've been planning for some time. After more than 100 episodes with me at the hosting helm, I want to provide more diversity in the stories that we tell. Part of this is for me to occasionally step aside and invite a previous guest to be an episode guest host. So, on our first episode of Season 10, we're going to do exactly that, as Dr. Greta will be speaking to the founder of Golf Her, Kelly Hunt. Next up on Episode 2 is my conversation with James Cronk, co-founder of Golf Industry Guru. James shares how his team puts the customer first to create new value in a traditional golf market space. I'm pretty good at dreaming stuff, but you need to also be really good at making stuff happen. And when I talk to people about creating teams, I talk about the fact that not everyone can score goals and not everyone can stop them. You need different positions and different people with different strengths. And I've been very lucky with someone like Scott because Scott gets stuff done. We work really well together with talking about who's going to do what, but I wouldn't have got to the finish line without partnering up with Scott. I can tell you that. 
I reach out to experts and trainers and consultants within and outside the golf industry from all over the world. I get them to give me their content for free because I expose them to a global golf industry and our members win. And so here's what we call a win-win-win. So what we're doing is really just copying for our industry what other people have become incredibly successful at in their specific industry. Want to learn more about Golf Industry Guru? You can visit their website at golfindustryguru.com. On the next episode, I sit down with Kathy Erickson to learn about the passion that drives her to create an indoor golf arena that started with an aha moment almost 30 years ago. The idea behind it is you can play golf anytime, day or night, rain or shine, and it doesn't matter your skill set because we're going to be able to train you. We're going to be able to allow you to go out and play with your buddies, your friends, your coworkers, bring your clients because it's real golf. Some people said, oh, hey, is it putt-putt on steroids? No, it's not putt-putt on steroids. This is golf. This is par two golf. It's patent pending. The idea behind it is I want to golf. You want to golf. You want to golf with your friends. You need to go to a place, but golf courses are closed. So this gives you an opportunity to go into an arena and play golf. 10 to 30 yard holes so that you're literally playing golf, but it's your short game. So not only can you play an 18 hole round, you can play it quicker, which means if you have to get to work or you've got something to do, you have time to play. You can check out our extended conversation with Kathy and our 11 other season nine guests on the Mod Golf YouTube channel. If you do so, please subscribe while you're there. If you leave a comment, I promise to get back to you. As an architect and 3D animator, I've become fascinated over the past few years with the advancement in 3D printing technology. Once I saw the world's first commercially available 3D printed golf club, I had to find a way to get the creators on the show. Using my entrepreneurial hustle, I reached out to Cobra Puma Golf VP of Innovation, Mike Yagley, to learn the how and why behind the creation of their 3D printed Supersport 35 putter. The cost of the machines came down, the cost of the alloys came down, the throughput went up, the quality went up, to the point where four or five years later, we're like, wow, we think we could print an iron, and this was a great entry for the putter business. So my innovation team did something that we don't do a lot of, to be really honest. We commercialized the product. Most of the time, we invent, we engineer, and we do a little bit of design work. But in this case, Ryan Roach and Cameron Day on the innovation team said, okay, if this is going to happen, let's make this happen. And in the conversations with Hewlett Packard around polymer printing, we had a great moment with them around metal jet printing. And now you've got a solid metal object that you've printed. It's just a phenomenal project. And it's a great putter. Following Mike's episode, we had Andy Walker, director of the UGA Academy and Player Development, join us to share how he passionately gives back to the game he loves by supporting young black golfers. It's so much bigger than just the technology involved. But the thing about Wakanda for golf, and when we talk about Wakanda, we talk about Black Panther. Black Panther was such a hit for people of color because for the first time, we were the hero. We never got to see heroes that looked like us. And so for Black Panther and for us to be in the forefront, that's what this academy is going to be like. They're going to see people that look like them practicing and grinding on their game. And that's just going to lead to more inspiration. The more that we get to see these young players out there, whether it's Harold Varner or Cameron Champ, now it becomes something that's cool. It becomes something that I think I can do because I see others over there being successful that look like me, that do the same things that I do, that come from the same neighborhoods I come from, that listen to the same music, that eat the same food, that was raised in the same type of households. Did you know that we also provide entertaining and unbiased golf product reviews on our Mod Golf YouTube channel? 
I encourage you to check them out and let me know what you think. Last month, we reviewed and gave away a Garmin Approach S62 golf watch. Did you get a chance to enter? If you didn't, we'll be launching our next golf product giveaway very soon, which is a set of Arcos Golf Club Sensors and Arcos Caddy Link. So, if you want to enter the next one, follow us at Mod Golf Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or join our newsletter to stay in the know. Next up, we reach the halfway point of Season 9 with Episode 6, with the conversation I had with Tag Marshall co-founder and CEO, Photo Sieber, who shares his entrepreneurial journey and how they create innovative solutions to reduce on-course traffic jams. Because golf is so traditional, we realized that if we can really make a mark and prove ourselves and provide a solution that works, the sky's the limit. The market is ready for disruption and it's asking and it's needing to do things differently than the decades before that. So that was that build-up time into 2014 when we launched and we also realized that our home markets Europe and South Africa were a little bit too small to really jump in. So we thought, okay, if we're going to do this, let's jump in the deep end. And we registered at the 2015 PGA show with a new product that was an MVP at the time. And we said, let's go and learn what are people saying? What are they asking? What's their response to the system that we're starting to build? And lo and behold, uh, two months later, we had a phone call from an American golf club called Aaron Hills and the rest is history. Coming up next is my conversation with Charlie Watson. CEO of Lazarus Esports, to learn how gaming culture will influence the golf industry and the VIRL Showdown, which was North America's first competitive esports golf event. Gaming has that massive ability to heal and bring people together. And really, that's what this event is about and what esports and gaming is about. There is no limits. There is no bounds. I can play with someone in Asia, Africa, South America, someone that's just down the road for me. And that's the power of gaming and esports. You've seen live streams that have 600, 700,000 viewers just for their three or four hour broadcast. So it's phenomenal what's happening within our industry. I've been in this industry for almost 12 years now and in many ways I still feel that I'm late to it but the great thing to that is there's so much innovation that's happening there's so much creation that's happening right now and you're absolutely still not late coming into the party so we've got a lot of room in the sandbox for people to come in and play. You need to adopt into that creative play and the freedom of expression which is going to take typically an older demographic game like golf and bring it towards a younger demographic and I think that's what's going to increase the user base, the viewership, the content, the social marketing, the word of mouth, and really start getting kids excited about golf again. What I enjoyed most about my conversation with Charlie was his enthusiasm for Lies Ahead for a post-COVID golf industry as interactive experiences, esports culture, and virtual entertainment combined to attract new fans, players, and customers to the sport. On our next show, I spoke with Eric Sadransk, founder of Member for a Day, as he shared how he applied an entrepreneurial lean startup mindset to unlock new value in the nonprofit and golf charity spaces. And I got hundreds of messages from people all around the world thanking me, wanting to donate additional rounds. It was a movement. It was less the total number and more the response from people that made me realize, okay, something is here. I have hit on an emotional element of human beings that works. And then just very fortuitously, which a lot of the last eight months of my life have been, a couple writers in the golf industry had been following the story on social media and asked if they could interview me. Next thing you know, I was written up in a bunch of golf magazines. The New York Post did an article on my story and we got a decent amount of press. After that, again, I'm still just like, this is fun. This is great. 
Well, then about 20 nonprofits reached out and they said, you were so successful doing this for COVID. Can you help us with cancer and social services and youth golf and on and on and on? And I said, I think so. And so I said, sure. And just figured out a scalable model that could work and spun it up into a platform called Member for a Day. Next, we sat down with entrepreneur and engineer Martin Wayeth to hear some amazing stories from his quarter century journey that led to the creation of PowerTea. I've got a very active generative mind and I'm always solving problems and I think the art of inventing a good product is to be able to effectively separate your good ideas from your bad ideas. A lot of people marry themselves to bad ideas because they love it and because it was their idea. So if ever I come up with an idea, I'm extremely hard on it. I try and disprove it in every conceivable way. So probably the first 15 or 20 times I thought of this while I was learning golf or ruminating on golf, I did some base calculations on cost and what it was going to cost to install, how much it was going to cost the maintenance aspect. I looked at the driving ranges in my area and thought, you know what, this is an expensive piece of equipment, it's really not going to work. So I kept pushing the idea away and it wasn't until I came up with the idea of charging a penny a ball for the system and putting it in free of charge that I started to like it. On our next Mod Golf podcast episode, I spoke with Shalia Finney, Senior Director of Member Programs at the GCSAA, as we learn about her unique professional transformation from accidental agronomist to golf industry connector. So a lot of these kids, this is the first time that they've ever been on a golf course. I remember I was at a field trip and one of the little girls there was on a green and she reached down and she rubbed the turf on the green Mm -hmm. and she looked up and she said, it's real. So (laughs) it is this wonderful way to introduce all of these kids, young women in particular, but all the kids that are in that class to a golf course. And the superintendent will talk about their career on the golf course and they'll get to see the assistant superintendent, superintendent, the equipment manager. So for those kids, they're really hands on that love tinkering with stuff. They'll get to see that job. But first green, I mean, it's just a fantastic way to get these kids out on a golf course, show them the game show them the career opportunities, and just show them that golf courses are not evil places. <laughs> that they're actually really good places with great environmental integrity and loads of wildlife out on the golf course. So one, you're introducing them to the game. Two, you're introducing them to the career path. And if nothing else, you're at least showing them that golf courses are great places and good community members. I received a LinkedIn invite last year from a person in the golf industry that went by the title of Director of Fun. My curiosity got the better of me and I had to find out who would go by that title and why. That high-energy individual turned out to be golf media personality, PGA professional, and writer Keith Stewart, who joined me to share how he focused on strengths rather than weaknesses to develop his communication skills and find his voice in the golf industry. My why statement I developed was, I wanted to change the way people viewed the game of golf. Sounds like a lot, but as a PGA pro, I started local at my club and I took on the title of the director of fun. I didn't want to be a director of golf and I didn't want to be stuffy. And I was a head golf professional and I said, you know what? People show up every day. They should be enjoying themselves. They should be relaxing. We have a service mentality. Next thing you know, I'm on the board of the New Jersey PGA and I'm growing a national network of PGA golf professionals and I'm writing and I'm giving presentations to PGM schools and I'm doing these different things 
And lo and behold, a natural progression of things is I went to a larger medium as I got better and better at my craft. Right. And then, so here we are today, I host a show now for over three years, and we talk about the pop culture of golf and sports. We talk about the innovators. We talk about all the cool things that are going on in golf. The golf world is really growing, and it's becoming so much more engaging. And it reminds me a lot when I was first a kid, and I got involved in golf, and I knew nothing about it, and everything was new to me. And it's new all over again, and it's a lot of fun. You can find our extended conversation with Keith and the 11 other Season 9 guests on the ModGolf YouTube channel, along with ModGolf product reviews and ModGolf giveaway contest announcements. Nicknamed Disco Dick after playing a 1982 PGA event wearing a Sony Walkman, two-time tour winner Dick Zokel joins us for our final Season 9 episode to share how listening to music on course to calm his hyperactive mind was the insight that led to the creation of MindTrack Golf. My first year on the PGA Tour, like most rookies, you feel really uncomfortable. I got there and went, oh my God, I got my PGA Tour card. <laughs> now what am I going to do? Right. Amongst Jack Nicklaus and Fred Couples, Arnold Palmer, and there's Lee Trevino. For six months, I can't make a cut and I'm getting all wound up. I knew I was playing well, but my hyperactive mind, it was causing so much anxiety. So I said, well, I listen to music to calm down with this Sony Walkman. Why don't you listen to music on the golf course? And I went, oh, wow, well, that's a pretty dangerous proposition. The next week was Milwaukee. So I stuffed the Sony Walkman in my bag. I'm playing with Larry Mize, 100 yards away from the clubhouse, and I slapped this headphone on. And Larry goes, look at Disco Dick. And I've got the rock and roll going. And I'm coming down the 18th hole, and I'm seven under par. And I'm so comfortable. I'm in my own little world. I've listened to music, and it's effortless. I led the tournament after the first round, all the way up to the fourth to the last hole on Sunday. So this was a monumental discovery what music did to me and at that moment I went wow this game is psychological because the only thing here has changed is how I thought I can't physically compete with Fred Couples but from a mental perspective I can compete with them if I perform mentally now I look back on it, and these were the seeds what are mind track golf attention mod golfers we're running our Arcos mod golf giveaway contest on social media in August 2021 so subscribe to our YouTube channel to enter I hope this recap show inspires you to go back and listen to some of our 12 Season 9 episodes in full. To make sure you get the latest entrepreneurship and innovation news, please subscribe to the ModGolf Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or our show homepage at www.mod.golf. I hope you will join us for Season 10 for more remarkable conversations with some of the top influencers and disruptors in the golf industry. I'm your host, Colin Weston. Thanks so much for joining me. Bye for now.